Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is episode 211 of Yoga Land. That is really hard to say, 211. Two, it's like at the end of the Daily Show, well, where Mar- Michael Barbaro says, here's what you need to know today. <laughs> yeah? You think that's hard for him to say? There was a whole episode about it. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I told you. Well, anyway, I told you about it. But yes, they did like a little behind the scenes of how hard that is for him to say and how often listeners complain that they can't understand what he's saying and that they brought in an elocution coach to help him. And the elocution coach is coaching him. And every time he's just like, here's what you need to do today. It seems like he could just nail it one time and then they they could reuse it. I don't know. Maybe they like to be authentic. I don't know. Anyway, well, welcome to there, Yoga Land. <laughs> I think it's, hopefully it'll work out. I think for he you. survived anyway. Yeah, this episode I think is going to be one of my favorites because I just find it kind of these little these little things so fascinating. We're going to talk about whether or not to ask your students if they have any injuries before class. Yes. The other reason I, I think it's a very interesting topic is because. Back in the day, I so I feel like I'm starting to sound like, you know, back when we went to yoga class, we had to trudge two miles in the snow. We did though. But anyway, <laughs> back in the day, it was just accepted it as was the standard 100%. thing. Hundred percent. In fact, I was going to ask you because you taught yoga for a brief stint in your life, and I was going to ask you if you used to ask people if, hey, anyone, I did. Any have anyone anyone have I any injuries? Did. I did. People are like, I got patellar femoral syndrome. I got chondromalacia. No, 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 no. No, people would just say like, my hip hurts. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's exactly. And I would say like, well, just, you know, go at your own pace. And yeah. We are going to get to this exact same point. Yeah. So this has kind of been a really important feature in, I think, all of my advanced trainings and then my injury specific trainings, which I'm building for to have online right now, right? And the reason that I think having this conversation is so important is because asking whether or not someone has injuries is both an important question to ask or not ask, depending on how you come down on this. And we're going to go, I'm going to make an argument for why I think it's valuable and why I think it's not valuable. But what's going to happen in this is the reason that this is so important is because it frames the narrative a little bit. And consciously or unconsciously, it puts you in a role Mm -hmm. of being a care provider, right? Because it presumes that if you ask a question, that you have some capacity and interest and competence in dealing with the answer, (laughs) right? And so one of the things that's interesting to me, and again, this is a a little reflection before we kind of go into, I think, just good arguments to do it and good arguments not to do it. I remember early on when I was teaching, I just, of course, asked the question, mm-hmm. right? Just like you did. It was just, a, it was your default setting mm-hmm. and it is not my default setting anymore. And I remember kind of stepping back and saying, do I really have to ask this question? Because either someone says, my hip hurts, like you just said, mm-hmm. and I give them like really generic advice, or someone says something really specific And it's proven to me how little I know, and I wish I hadn't asked the question, Mm -hmm. right? Someone's like, I've sublaxed my patella, which would be a horrible thing. It does happen. But but you know what I mean? So I think that the other reason this is interesting is that people have strong feelings about this. 
People have really strong feelings about whether you should or shouldn't. Mm. And what's important to me is not to answer that question for you, the listener, but is to help you think about it so you, the listener, get to answer it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I think it ends up being a really personal decision. And yeah. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. I remember being in a class one time where the teacher asked if anybody had any injuries and a woman raised her hand and said, well, I don't have any injuries, but I just had eye surgery. And it was like, you're that this, the teacher was just sort of stuck, like, just like you described, stuck in a situation where they're not going to be the authority on that issue. So they can't give any advice. They, and if they do, they really could make themselves liable. Actually, I'm glad you bring up the liability issue. I've asked four or five lawyers on whether or not they think that asking the question, if someone has an injury and then receiving disclosure of that injury makes you more liable or less liable. All of them have more or less given me the same answer, which is to their knowledge, there's no precedent Mm. in case. Mm And that to their knowledge, they would lean that it may make you slightly more liable, but that it's probably not that significant of a determining Mm -hmm. legal issue either way, that there's other legal factors that are involved. But all four or five of them said, if it had to go one way or another, it probably actually puts you slightly more at risk. Yeah. Okay, which one do you want to start with? Do you want I to want to start with why? Why to you should ask? Ask or not the question. should, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so the first rationale, and again, my whole point in this is I want to be fair because there are good reasons to do it, there are good reasons not to do it, and I want to help people think through the pros and cons and then come up with their own decision, and I will acknowledge what my decision is, but Like I say in all my trainings, the way I choose to handle something may or may not be the way you choose to handle it. I'm going to lay it out in as clear and succinct terms as I can. And then you aggregate that information and be an adult and make your own choice. Yep. Okay. So the first and most obvious reason that it can be helpful to ask if someone has injuries is that it might actually provide you with information that helps you help and guide that student, Mm -hmm. right? You might have enough, not medical knowledge because you're not a medical provider and even medical providers, they don't provide medicine in a group context. They just don't, unless we play really loose with the word medicine, which I don't think is our intention here. So if you have a fair amount of tricks, a fair amount of technique, a fair amount of experience troubleshooting postures, And someone tells you that, yeah, you know, my knee hurts. I I have this meniscus injury. And every time I do pigeon pose, I get this pinch on the medial side of my knee. Well, you might actually have some decent tricks to do that. You're not going to fix someone's meniscus there, but you might be able to give them some really specific input about that specific pain in that specific pose, Mm -hmm. right? You might also have some specific idea. Someone might say to you, you know what? I've just been noticing that, yeah, my back's been really bugging me. It's been really achy. And every time I'm doing these back bends, it's kind of feeling a little crunchy, right? That's actually really nice, good information. 
you know, because when it comes time to do backbends, you might remember that that person needs a little bit more help and you might go give them a handful of different things that they can try to troubleshoot the issue, right? And in that situation, you're not making a claim, you're not providing medicine, you're taking input from that individual that they're struggling with a certain scenario, and you're giving them different ways to modulate that scenario until hopefully they're symptom free, mm-hmm. right? So it can be a very good way to get information, especially if you have a little bit more technique and a little bit more experience as the teacher. I would say the other thing is also if you are the teacher that knows what you don't know, right? Like a little bit of information, a little bit of experience can make us think that we can fix everything. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that that happens is because our feedback loop is really, really skewed. We almost never hear as teachers the stories about the stories from students about when they've been hurt or something about what didn't work right okay. no no one's like so i came to your class last week and you told me told you my back was hurting and you said bend your knees and i so i bent my knees and it was way worse you're not going to get that information that student just isn't going to come back mm. right but what you will get over time is oh my God, my back was killing me. I was so sore and I came to your class and I felt so good. You're the best. Hmm. And the thing is, is like you get that as a yoga teacher and that even if you're not like a wacko narcissist, that can start to get to you. You can start to think like, oh, well, we start to make like empirical decisions based on anecdotal feedback. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I'm getting at is when someone says, my ex hurts in Y pose, that's really nice to know. It's especially nice to know if you know that the tricks you have might not work and that you can offer a handful of modulations or modifications or whatever they are, but understand that those tricks of the trade might not work for everyone, Mm -hmm. you know? And for me, having spent so much time in the Iyengar world, I just know a bunch of little tricks to troubleshoot postures, not to heal an injury, but to troubleshoot a posture. Mm -hmm. So that's a good reason to know. Another thing that I actually think is probably even more important and more common is that When you say, hey, does everyone have any injuries? You provide someone a very ample opportunity to say, you know what? My knee's been bugging me or my hip's been bugging me or I am coming back from an ACL injury or I have a slap tear. When they describe their answer to you, they might be very broad. My X, Y, or Z is uncomfortable. Or they might be very specific. I have a rotator cuff injury. But in both of those options or in both of those scenarios, you're providing the student with an opportunity to tell you why they're modifying something, right? I know every yoga teacher out there, and I know pretty much know every yoga student out there has either heard or said, oh yeah, my knee hurts, but I know how to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, my back hurts, my neck hurts, right? I, but, but I know how to deal with it. Yeah. And essentially in that situation, I think what you're doing is you're providing people with comfort and permission 
to do what they need to do in class. Yeah. And to be seen and to be heard and to be felt. And I know for me that one of the reasons that I would say that, like, if I was training jujitsu and I would go in and I would tell my sparring partner, I'd say, hey, you know what? My elbow is really not working. So blah, 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 blah. Part of that is not so that that sparring partner doesn't hurt my elbow worse. It's so that we have a clear communication. I'm going to be having to do some different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need to, like, I'm giving, I'm acknowledging that so that it is a known in the room. Yeah. And I think that so many times yoga students feel a little insecure. And by letting people know that they have a challenge that they're working with gives them license to do what they got to do. And then as a teacher, you can, when the person veers off in their own direction, you know why as well. As a total aside, whenever someone would say, oh yeah, my, my knee hurts, but I know how to deal with it. I would always say to them, okay, sounds good. You take care of it. If there's any specific thing you want my advice on, just let me know after class. Mm-hmm. So I keep the door open. Yeah. And then I just let them do whatever they're going to do, even if I'm like, oh my God, I don't actually think they do know how to deal with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I, I, because I'm not their medical provider. Right. You know what I mean? And especially if it's not a relationship where there is that developed trust and there is that developed rapport, yeah. you know? I think that's another reason that that people like to be asked is that pretty much every student has been to a teacher that was just too eager to help, but the relationship wasn't in place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with like a teacher's assistant. Yeah. Oh, that's you know what I mean? Yeah. At like a conference, this was always a thing, but I would have people come up to me at the beginning of class at conferences back in the day and be like, okay, I don't know if you give manual advice or I don't know if you give manual adjustments and I don't know if you have assistance, but you're welcome to give me a manual adjustment, but do not let any of your assistants give me a manual adjustment. I got some lower back stuff going on and I know they don't know me. Yeah. And so in that situation, it can be really nice to ask because then that student knows, okay, here's my opportunity to say, stay away. Mm-hmm. because we don't have a relationship here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't come here to have my rotator cuff fixed. I came here to do yoga. Yeah. And so back off, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's really legit. You yeah. know what I mean? And then there's kind of a corollary to that, which is that when you ask the question, hey, does anyone have any injuries or any stuff going on? I think that it helps them know that you care, mm-hmm. right? That you're not just super clinical, And I can be, I don't think, well, maybe I am sometimes. I feel like because I don't ask, which we'll get to, there are times that I'm concerned that students that don't know me already, if I don't ask and I just jump into, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this, and we're going to focus on this, this, and this. I get concerned sometimes in that setting by not asking the question that they might think to themselves, is this person even paying attention to me? Hmm. Or do they just have an agenda? Hmm. And the answer is, I just have an agenda. (laughs) No, it's not. But I think that there is something nice when the teacher shows they're nice and that they're interested and Mm -hmm. that they're caring. Mm -hmm. And I think as a yoga student, that's especially nice when you're earlier in your career, earlier in your journey. Right, right, right. Whereas later on in your journey, you're like, oh my God, don't touch me. Just don't touch me. (laughs) Yeah. 
you know, don't I am the think- most annoying student in class now when, that I don't, I mean, it's like for several years, if people come near me, I'm just like, nope, nope, just don't. No. I, I think we can say this. I think there were wonderful things about the Anyasara world, but that world, they wanted to get their hands on everyone they didn't know immediately. Yeah. Especially the assistants in that room. It was a very eager mm-hmm. to transform community. Yeah. And I remember having to go to classes and just be like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I've known this body as a yoga practitioner for a lot longer than you have. Yeah. yeah. So don't think you're going to fix my shoulder by how you have decided to adjust me in down dog. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. not going to work here. Yeah. But so, but, but again, I do think that it sets this rapport mm-hmm. and I do think that it helps the students feel a little bit more at ease, especially if they have less security or less knowledge or they want a little more info. Yeah. And then I think really the last time, just to be blunt, is sometimes it's required by the studio. Hmm. Sometimes it's just literally a requirement of the studio. Okay. There are house rules and sometimes this is a requirement. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's all I've it's always been a puzzler to me. Yeah. But the amount of times that in trainings I've had this conversation, people been like, Okay, I don't want to ask, but I am supposed to ask. Mm. I'm like, okay. Yeah, interesting. All right, now we're going to do the flip side. Yeah. The devil's advocate side of some ideas for not asking people if they have any injuries before class. Yeah, so all of those are totally legitimate reasons that after the second half of this conversation, you might say, no, the first half outweighs the second half. For me, I think this happened a little bit more for me when I got a little bit more commercial status and I started to work with many people that I just don't know. That I stopped asking the question. I used to ask it all the time, but I stopped asking the question because I am making a tacit implication that I know what to do with the information and it making this tacit statement by me saying, hey, you tell me if you have any injuries that sets up a framework in which you think I have the authority, the information, the skill, and the experience Mm -hmm. to treat that Malady. Like I know exactly what to do. Totally. With everything. Because I don't ask. I don't say like, hey, does anyone need some bookkeeping? Anyone need some bookkeeping? <laughs> hey, does anyone need some relationship advice? Hey, does anyone need a chihuahua? <laughs> right? Because if I said, hey, does anyone need a chihuahua? You'd think this guy's got a chihuahua. If I say, hey, do you have injuries or conditions or heartache or whatever it is? There is an unconscious belief that, oh, this person is can help me with this. Yeah. This person I mean, is clinically qualified to deal with this. Right. And I know students know that they're not at the doctor's office, but students would be shocked to actually know how much their teachers don't know about certain things. Yeah. I think that there's enough sort of projecting by students onto yoga teachers, this idea of authority and knowledge and so when i think you're right people if you ask the question people really are going to assume that you understand a their injury b how it affects their body c what to do during their practice and what not to do totally and that's not always the case yeah 
So I got to a place where, especially when I'm working with people that I don't know, I don't want to further bring people down that rabbit hole of presuming that I'm there to provide them with care. Even if I do know how to deal with meniscus injury in triangle pose or virabhadrasana in a two or pigeon, which I do, even if I do know how to do that, I'm not doing that in a in today's workshop. Mm-hmm. It's a backbend workshop. Mm-hmm. There's 50 people in this room. I'm not your medical provider. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. So it's not even just, it's literally, it's not even just about, hey, I'm not a medical provider. It's also, this is a big class. Yeah. I'm going to do as much as I can do to help everyone be well. But the minutia that I actually have to go through with you to figure out why your knee hurts in bridge pose is not simple. And it, it can't effectively and efficiently be done in this setting. Yeah. Right. So related to that, another reason that I don't ask is it's just not an accurate sample. So this is what I mean by this, right? Imagine you're in a waiting room, right? You're at, the, you're at a clinic. You're in a waiting room. There's 25 people in the waiting room. No doctor is going to come in there and be like, okay, everyone, tell me what you guys got going on. What do you have going on? Any injuries? There's going to be some people that are like, yeah, my, my toe hurts. I'm here because my toe hurts. But over half of that room, there's no way they're going to answer that question if they have an injury or a condition in a public setting. Mm-hmm. It's medical information, right? So it doesn't get an accurate sample size. In some ways, it's almost more of a personality test than anything because you have very extroverted people that are going to be comfortable saying their injuries. But then you have all sorts of introverted people who just are not comfortable disclosing any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I just started to realize like, if this is not like a smooth, accurate and complete way to get information, then I'm not sure it's very good at all. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? And then this is the biggest one. This is by far the biggest one. A reason I don't ask, which is, Let's say someone, I go to your class, Andrea, and I say, my hip hurts. What again are you going to tell me? I'm going to say, like, if you feel pain in anything that we do today, just back off and, you know, take care of yourself and do what what you need to do. Right. So then let's say the person next to you says, well, yeah, and my shoulder hurts. What are you going to say to that person? Same thing. Yeah. Then someone's like, my back hurts. And and then you might be like, okay, same thing, but like, I think you should bend your knees in forward bends, right? You <laughs> might have like one little tip. The bottom line is 99.99% chance you are going to answer every single, my this hurts, I have that injury question with, okay, well, you're here to listen to your body. Yoga shouldn't hurt. If we do anything that's problematic, just make sure to step back, make sure to back off. And if you need to modify, modify. Yeah. Right? So my point is, why ask the question if that's the information you're going to provide? Yeah. Why not just say that? Which is what I say at the beginning of pretty much every one of my classes. Hey, everyone. Just remember, everything we do here is totally optional. I'm guiding you through it. If there are any challenges, discomforts, if you have injuries, listen, You're not here to prove a point. You're not here to show off. Do what you got to do to be happy and well. Let's start. I always give that information. I don't have to spend X amount of time 
going through the strange sample size, asking the question that unconsciously validates me as a provider of something that I'm actually not a provider of, Mm -hmm. right? When that's going to be the answer. Because I feel like that one statement of just telling people to listen to their body, that to me takes care of almost every valid reason to ask the question. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? It's a very good point. Because if I do anything else, if I do anything else, okay, um, does anyone have an injury? Yeah, I, I have a slap tear. Okay, well, you know, when you have a slap tear, you have to really think about minimizing full flexion, but also internal rotation of the shoulders. You start to get kind of a little bit closer to diagnostic. Yeah. You get a little bit closer to prescription. You get a little bit closer to, I see you. I'm going to pay attention to you. I'm going to make sure that I, that this is now like a, almost subclinical environment. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it is true that when you don't ask, it, it sort of puts it back on the students to take personal responsibility. They're going into a room to do a movement class. Like, you don't go to a ballet class. They don't ask you that before a ballet class. I'm going to give two more quick things, okay? Which is... When I was teaching, God, how long was it ago? Six years ago, we were in London, August, for an intensive 200-hour teacher training program. There was a doctor of physical therapy that was in that course with me. His name was Stefan. He was Swiss-German. And I was really intimidated that he was in that room. Mm -hmm. Like a doctor of PT who's also Swiss-German. It's like a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, And so... I went through this whole conversation that we're having now, and I said, and this is always because I've had a lot of doctors, a lot of orthopedists, like a lot of people do my training programs with me. With me, and when I'm teaching anatomy or injury management stuff, I never want to put them on the spot, right? I never want to say, "Paul, what do you think?" Because they're a student in that program, right? 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 right, right. right. Yeah, but. I just said to him, like I threw it to him, I'm like, Stefan, I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, do you have any additional thoughts? Like you actually practice medicine. Like, what do you think about what we're saying? And he said this, he said, you know what's so interesting about what we're talking about is I am a doctor. I do provide medical information and I have a private clinic. And he said, at my private clinic, I do two things. I see people one-on-one and I also teach group classes. And he said, when I see people one-on-one, I am treating, I am diagnosing, I am prescribing. He said, every single time I teach a group class, he says, I tell my students, this is a group class. You are not in clinic. I'm not right now going to treat any of your injuries, even though I have your files. You are a responsibility for letting symptoms dictate your behavior. So in this group class, I am not your doctor. Mm-hmm. I am your I'm your yoga teacher. And so to me it was really interesting, right? And I feel like I can just see doctors and different medical providers like shaking their head positively, like yes on this because they understand the oath, they understand medical malpractice. Like they understand how clear the lines have to be between teaching a discipline and providing medicine that they actually are separate things. Yeah. Even though our practice has 
hugely healing therapeutic components to it. It's different than claims, treatment, prescription, medication. Yep. Last thing. There's one more reason. One more reason. I don't ask because I have a better way of helping people with their injuries. So this is what I do. This is what I pitch 100% of the time. I give the general advice. Hey, everyone, if anything hurts, don't keep doing it. Don't push through it. You're here to listen to your body, blah, 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 blah. And I also say, and if you experience any specific discomfort in any specific pose, I want you to back off. And then after class, I want you to come up, let me know what was going on, and let's see if we can troubleshoot it. Mm-hmm. By me not asking, does anyone have injuries? I'm not saying, I'm not trying to help people with things that hurt. What I'm trying to get clear is during the flow of a class, if there's more than a few people, I can't really do that. But even more so that I want to ask you, I want to take a step further than saying, hey, if anything hurts, back off. I want to say, if anything hurts, back off. And notice what you backed off. And then let's talk for a few minutes after class. And I'm not going to treat your condition, but I want to see you in that pose. I want to know where it hurts. I want to see how your alignment is. I want to see how your intensity is. I want to see, can I help you troubleshoot that specific posture? So in fact, you aren't having that manifestation of an injury or that symptom, right? So I'm always trying to get people in the flow of class to step back, to listen, to take that general advice, but then also to come up afterwards and see, hey, you know what? Pigeon pose isn't working for me. Hey, you know what? My lower back is feeling crunched. Hey, you know what? In down dog, my shoulder does pinch. In chaturanga, my shoulders does pinch. Because then what's happening is I'm not treating someone's injury. I'm facilitating their yoga practice, right? I've gone from this, let me help you randomly with an injury. Let me help you very specifically with modifying postures so that you aren't experiencing these symptoms and these problems and these pains. And that to me is infinitely more effective in actually helping people modify their yoga practice and deal with the complexities of their body. Yeah. That makes total sense. And you, and you find that people will come up to you after class. Yeah. And the other thing is like, I'm just gonna be honest with this, which is if they don't come up to me after class, it probably wasn't that bad Yeah. or it wasn't that big of a deal. It's not that it's right. It's not, it's not grown to the threshold of a concern. Right. But pretty much after I've, I mean, we lived together, you know, I was not home like immediately after class. Yeah. And those were always something that I like to do. You could get really bogged down theoretically by ask, answering too many questions, but I love that troubleshooting game. That's like this whole, it's a massive component of this course that I'm, that I'm building. It's like, well, how do we troubleshoot all this stuff? You know, how do we troubleshoot pretty much everything? Oh, that's great. I mean, that's maybe a little bit of an oversell, but, but you know what I mean? Like, everything I love, I love the puzzle up. of it. That's I awesome. love the Rubik's cube puzzle of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love having enough information to say, okay, my job is not to heal the meniscus. My job is to figure out why certain postures are bothering the meniscus and what we can do about it. And if by doing that consistently, so we're no longer interrupting the meniscus, then maybe the body gets to heal itself. I like it. I like it. 
Well, since you did bring it up, you do have a training coming up soon. And we've got all the information up on the website. So if you want to check it out, go to jasonyoga.com slash injuries. It's called Better Way to Flow, Preventing and Managing Common Yoga Injuries. And yeah, it's going to happen in October. No, 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 November. November. The first week of November. Sorry, we're in October. I am just so lost. The first week of November. So lost with the schedule. And we have a bunch more podcasts this month that we're going to... Where we're going to talk about injuries? Yeah. Okay, great. I love this stuff. Good. I know. You look so excited. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thanks so much for listening. I will put show notes at yogalandpodcast.com slash episode 211. And uh, I will just put a link on there to the upcoming online injuries workshop that we mentioned. All right, everyone, if you enjoy the podcast, I always appreciate it when you leave a five-star reading review on iTunes or when you share it with family and friends. Yeah. And you know what? If you're going to leave anything other than a five-star rating, you know what I mean? Leave that less than five-star rating on someone else's yoga podcast. Do you see why I'm the one who does these things instead of him? All right. Until next week, enjoy your practice.